I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And after a year of recording the Metal Report, we decided that we have to change the name. Because it was not indicative of what we were doing. It wasn't working. And so we chose Badass Women. Everyday women, women that you come across all the time that are doing extraordinary things. And we know so many of them. And we're going to introduce you to them. We've had recent recordings with... Victoria Garcia. She's a badass photographer. We also recently had Gloria Zenteno and Sonia Soto from Barrio Dogs. They are incredible. And they are doing so much for the community. And lastly, relationship coach, Darcy Iverson. She's fucking badass. You got to hear this episode, you guys. She's really, really good. So don't forget to subscribe to Badass Women so you know when our latest recording comes out. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Like and share. Please tell your friends. Thank you. We are recording this episode of 3423 White Oak. Very good. And the name of the place is Darling Way. And it's a the very own, interesting little shop. Very interesting little boutique. And the owner of the store is Beth Liebling. Say hello. Hi, everyone. So <laughs> glad to be here. I'm so glad y'all are here. I'm so yeah. glad you agreed to do this. This is um, one of the ones I've been wanting to do for a while. I want to tell first about how Beth and I met. <laughs> <laughs> it's a we, great story. It's a great it, it, love story. It is a great love story. It yeah. is. It's a really good love story. So uh, we both went on a date, um, on a kind of blind date, a, a online date with the same guy. And while I was having lunch with him, he's, I, we knew right away that it wasn't a love connection. And he said, "I, you should meet this other woman that I dated. Her name's Beth. And <laughs> yes. And I love that Elizabeth was so open-minded. That I know, though, right? Right. Even though she didn't have that spark of connection with him, she did appreciate the referral and somehow trusted that enough to reach out to me, uh-huh. which was... Fantastic. And it's a and very stuff. weird thing to happen for a guy totally to go like, weird. Yeah, oh, I think you guys would, you know, but we do have very similar energy. Let me introduce you to my other date. <laughs> I know. This other date that didn't work out. So, <laughs> yes, yes. It's been um, fantastic. And it then, has. Um, and so she told me about her store and I was like, I think we had lunch or something. Yes, yes, we, yes did. we did. We did. We did. We did. Local foods. Right. For hours, we just sat there. I was like, I knew immediately that I could sit there and talk about anything because we did. We just dove yeah, right yeah. into deep stuff. That's was, awesome. I love those kind of You don't hold yourself back, right? Yeah. I don't hold myself back. So we were there were parts where I cried. I don't. I don't remember if you did, but I know I did in my story. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so yes. why don't you introduce yourself and and tell our audience a little bit about the, the Darlene Way, what this is, and what you do here. Okay, um, so I would love to, and um, we are sitting in the dressing area, mm-hmm. which also happens to be our workshop area of Darling Way, which is the boutique, and I'll just tell you, so somebody, there's some a little bit of background noise because somebody just walked in. So yes, yes. We will be So And we, we, may, we can edit, so we might pause and, and mm-hmm. come back. Yes, yeah, so just so the listeners Depending know right, going because we don't want their privacy right. right to be. But generally... And privacy in this particular store is probably very important. Yes. So it is, and in some ways, part of why we have this shop is to do away with the need for privacy. So mm-hmm. so let me kind of explain, and, and I'll tell you, again, this is sort of my story. So I used to be a divorce lawyer, um, but I don't like to fight. And I, But I said to be a good divorce lawyer, it was 90% coaching and 10% law. And I liked the coaching. I liked helping people, and I wanted to make lives better. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I stopped practicing law because it was depressing, and, mm-hmm. um, and then years later I got divorced myself after 23 years of marriage I got divorced and for 23 years my husband and I had kind of joked together that we'd had boring married sex 
Mm-hmm. So now I call it BMS. And I was like, I, I don't ever want to settle for BMS again. Yeah. I don't know why we do. I said, I have always been what I thought open-minded. But I didn't realize because I had so many body issues and shame and taboos yeah. and something. And as a, quote, successful professional woman, right, I was so buttoned up. And yeah. I had five kids. But I was not at all in touch with my romantic energy. I had no no connection with my desire for sensuality and Mm -hmm. romance. I just thought that was silly or, you know, I tried to dismiss it. And yet Mm -hmm. there's part of me that just craved it. And so I wanted to get that back. I had to learn to date again. I had to figure out I needed to learn about lubes. I was 44 years old. These were going to be important conversations. And I looked around and I, Texas, Houston, the country, even in Europe, I looked around for a place that was really celebrating my version of sexy fun, which is, that there's meaning, that there's true joy, that it should be the best part of life. It should be the, the mm-hmm. thing that elevates us and makes everything else in life better. And yet the best I could find were places that were what they call sex positive, right? They were embracing sex, but I wanted all of that. I wanted to learn to literally love my body, not just to pleasure my body, but to love my body because, yeah. because I needed that. And then I wanted to learn to love somebody else and I wanted to know how to love them with my body and stuff. So I thought of the idea for Darling Way, craziest, craziest, wildest idea ever, um, but I knew I needed it. It took four years of me trying to think and think and telling myself every reason why I shouldn't do it, and yet I knew we needed it. So finally then I started it. And so I wanted a place where people come in, and this is why I don't want it to be private. We all should have a love life. Whether mm-hmm. we're solo or partnered, we should literally love our bodies and we should be like, I found a new way to love myself, let me tell you. Just like yeah, I found yeah. a new recipe, I found right. a new gym, I found right, a new massage right, right. therapist. These are so important and we don't do it. So here we do, we encourage people through talking, through conversation, through the products, for the classes, the workshops, my, my just book, browsing. everything. Just mm-hmm. browse and open up and laugh and giggle about. There's this whole world of physical, sexual, romantic love that we've never been taught to enjoy. I and know. It's never too late. What a shame. It is. It is. Yeah. So you, you th- this is a boutique. It's a brick and mortar. This is a, a store. And, you know, you can find all of this stuff probably online on, you know, the internet somewhere. But there is a complete, I mean, it's a darling yes. place. Yeah, super it's, cute. It's really cute. Yeah, yeah. It's a and cottage in a yeah, residential it's area, like a which immediately people are like, "What you you do? What where?" And I'm like, "I've oh, passed by yes. this. I I practice yoga down the street, and I pass by this place all the time, and I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was your store. Yeah, and well, so that's we've had a hard time getting the word out because of advertising, and that's a, so. That's a, you mentioned too, that before we started to record that you cannot advertise. Would you address that? Well, so these days, um, anytime we use the word sex, even sexy, um, or if I try to use the word um, pleasure, passion, um, yeah. things like that, we get shut down by social media. Um, people right. even um, that's true. The cable TV we did an ad that was just you know we have some really high end lingerie here. We mm-hmm. just right, gorgeous from France and vintage things. We did this whole very sensual, like we showed a shoulder, we showed a thigh with a little bit of lace, nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing overtly sexy, but just so sensual. And the only words were, um, love yourself well with a gift from Darling Way. That Mm -hmm. was the only words. And Comcast said, no, we can only air it between midnight and 5 Mm a.m. Which was, to me, it's a stigma of shame. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I am here, if you want me, I'm talking. I'm bringing all of this because this is the best. But so in an effort to sort of 
I don't know. There's there's just uh, talking about sexy stuff, even when we're trying to do it with meaning, we're getting shut down. So social media, Facebook, Instagram, they won't allow our posts, even for workshops. I have one that's awakening passion, pleasure, and prosperity. Mm. And they wouldn't let me promote that. Wow. So it's, it's shocking. So everything we've grown here, we've been here three and a half years, everything is just word of mouth. It's just people being willing to share their stories mm-hmm. because what we do is we save marriages. We I coach virgins. Um, I work with um, therapists in the area who, who know that they can send their clients here because you mentioned, Elizabeth, like you can find things online, right? When I was married, I could have found things in shops or online, but I had no idea what to do with them. I didn't have the confidence, I didn't have the knowledge. So I could have gone and maybe I'd have bought, you know, some vibrating something and I'd have gone home, the same shame, the same ignorance that I had, and it would have been so awkward. It wouldn't have actually changed things. And here, the products support what we do, which is we change people's minds. We change the way we think. We teach people how to physically love themselves, how to find pleasure, how to appreciate whatever they've got in their bodies. Um, you know, we deal with people who have gone through illness. We, you know, gone through cancer, mastectomy victims. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these things. And we are so much about just whoever you are, whatever you have. We're going to help you figure out mm-hmm. how to love yourself and how to use what you've got to love somebody else if you want to. But otherwise, yeah. how to be confident and healthy and happy, and still be sexy. No matter your age, your size, your curves, your gender, your gender, gender identity, it doesn't matter. We all, right? Human beings, we are, we are beauty. We yeah, are beauty. And, and we're we sexual are. beings on top of that. And sensual. And yeah. we need to embrace that. It's not just about sex. Sex these days, in quotes, is really, it's male erection and orgasm. Which is a very, very, very small right. part, especially for women. Right. There's so much more that goes into it, mm-hmm. in, right. you know, right. for women. Right, and so it should be sexy fun. And right, that's part of it. So the language, everything, all the language we use. That it's it's not sex toys. We're not children. These are passion props. These are mm-hmm. things that can help transform what two people can do together, which is beautiful. And yet the next day they can do something all new and create a whole different show together. And that, mm-hmm. that way, we shouldn't ever have to get bored. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye bye BMS. No more. No more excuses. I love yeah. that. And one of your employees here, she was just sharing with us that a ninety-year-old woman came in and bought her first vibrator. Yes. Yeah. Right? She never had an orgasm. Can you imagine? At ninety. Yes. Wow. Right. And how beautiful. That and is just completely sad. Yes. Yeah. And it was a new husband or boyfriend that sent her in, which I love. Wow. Power. Right good for him to recognize and say you don't have to be like this and change and then I don't know if Sierra told you the best part that she came back a couple of weeks later and bought a better one (laughs) a different a different one because and somebody said why do you need two I was like they're like shoes every vibrator does different things again Mm -hmm. they're passion props we should see different shows we should be pleasured in different ways and we should have fun all the time so yeah too. It's um, just, it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. And an 80-year-old man who'd been married for 60-something years to a woman who came in here with his cane and comes in and says, you know, last week I just outed somehow, my wife spanked me, and I realized I liked it. <laughs> and so he came in and bought a paddle. And, yeah. Right? Isn't that mm. 60 years together, and they still are having fun. And yeah. it's so something sweet. new. That's and he awesome. could acknowledge that this happened, yeah. and I like it, and I want more. Right. And, Right, that's where 
that's where the best sexy fun should be. This idea that somehow sex is best in our 20s when we're, we're young and dumb because we've only had 20-something years of experience. Like, mm-hmm. it's so foolish. If yes. we do it right, it gets better. I'm 54. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's the best. All right. Yeah. So you go from divorce attorney to what? I, I mean, how, tell us how, how does that translate into a shop? <laughs> a boutique crazy you know um, like I said it took me four years of going back and forth and then um, how I wish I could tell you that there was a certain way I um, it's still it's 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 a miracle it kind of makes me cry um, I don't know I just was decided I was gonna do it I just jumped mm-hmm. in and said um, December of 2014 I said I've been thinking about this for, for four years now I'm just doing it and I booked myself Tickets to the AVN, which ironically is where I just got back from, um, the Adult Video Network Porn Awards, because they have a business-to-business section, mm-hmm. that, um, and they had all these workshop seminars. And so I went that first year knowing nothing. I mean nothing about any retail, anything about the adult industry. And I just sat in the front row of every workshop. I say I took more notes there in five days than I ever did in law school. Yeah. <laughs> and I just came home, and I started looking for places. I am... Um, I actually, I signed up for a seven-month coaching program and paid for it in cash because I knew that if I paid for it, I wouldn't want to quit. Yeah. And I wouldn't quit the business in front of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my, like, I had to dig right. a hole so deep right, that right. I couldn't yeah. get out. Right. Accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I just started, um, it was so hard to find a place. It took me over a year to find a, a landlord who would rent to me because, God forbid, I wanted to sell vibrating things and pleasure products. Um, but so before... So in January, I went to Avian. In October, we opened in my house. I just bought a bunch of products and stuff. Had lingerie hung up everywhere in my house. Had racks. Had oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Um, and um, and invited people to my house and started doing that. Wow. And so all right. So this is the image that comes up for me. Is like, do you think that as you're like working with these people who want a divorce and you're helping them get divorced, that if they had had access to what you do here and not I'm not talking about the products I'm talking because there's a lot more there's workshops there's coaching and had access to that that they would have stayed married yes I think a lot of them and that's what I said so yeah. like my marriage was not a good marriage it it, it it needed to end and so that's okay it's still hard and whatever but watching good relationships go bad that's wasteful mm-hmm. and that's what I saw because sexy stuff isn't enough to to mask a bad relationship mm-hmm. but bad sexy stuff or no sexy stuff is enough to, to erode yeah. a mm-hmm. good relationship because that's the intimacy yeah right and that's people get together because when they're together and they touch each other or they hug each other or they kiss each other they can they escape from their real world right when you're just dating somebody you're going all week oh I can't wait to see them I can't wait to Friday night it just it becomes this I'm gonna leave my work stress behind. I'm gonna get dolled up. It's gonna be exciting. I'm gonna like fireworks. We all know that that sort of energy that comes from from romance and excitement. And mm-hmm. is he gonna kiss me? Are we gonna do this? Uh, whatever. What's she gonna wear? Um, and and we can find ways to keep that. But but that makes everything else in our lives easier to deal with. But then in marriages or long term relationships. We tend to let that go because the rest of the world says, oh, focus on this, focus on that. That's just mm-hmm. sexy. It's silly. It's wasteful. Just whatever. If 
if men get quote an orgasm that they should just be glad for that right and and women who needs romance come on grow up settle down settle down give up that's Mm -hmm. But it's the opposite because then without that, then the little things. Oh, we didn't take out the trash. Oh, she, you know, mm-hmm. her, she doesn't pile. Okay. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But when we're happy and we feel it's really it's intimacy. It's not even just it's not erection and orgasm that will do it. It's when we feel intimately connected mm-hmm. with somebody. Where so I read this book um, years ago and it was called the surrendered the surrendered single. single? I think yeah. it's Sur- surrendered single. And in it, it, I can't remember her name, but um, one of the, she says, she suggests to the reader, find a couple that has what you want and ask them, what is the secret to their relationship? So I did this. I did, I, I found a couple that I worked with and I was like, I knew that he, I knew there was love and they'd been married a long time at this point they had grown adult children and I asked the female I asked the the wife and um, she said I want to think about this and I think a week or maybe even two weeks went by and she didn't and I was like she forgot and she came to me early one morning and sat in front of my desk and she said I have an answer to your question and I wanted to think about it and I wanted to be really sure before I gave you my answer and um, I even talked about it with my husband and this is what we came up with. And the most important part of a healthy relationship, marriage for us, is our sex life. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no matter what you've gone through, if there's, you know, fights or, or you know, the emergency room or bills or, you know, chaos or this or conflict, if we can come together and make that connection, mm-hmm. then everything else... And she said it's almost like a base primal connection. She used those words. Yes. Wow. I, I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think she's so right. And, but again, what she's saying is that connection, right? It's not just the orgasm. It is that there's something there, that primal, absolutely mm-hmm. and intimate. It's a presence. It's a focus. It is... Uh, you are important to me, you matter to me, I'm mm-hmm. giving you my everything, right? There's so much in there that we have, we can't just settle for a word like sex. We need to understand. That well, and I think too, and it's an yet. odd, it, this is a really odd place to like bring this up, but I think that you are actually taking the objectification out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I actually, I mean, in this space where it's like all, Garments and in sexy stuff and vibrators and and things that you put inside you or paddles <laughs> and <laughs> nipple clamps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that your your whole approach is that the objectification part is not what this is about. Right. I, I yeah. I think that trivializes it. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, because I as long as there's consent, I don't judge. But I tell people like so hookup sex. I think it's kind of like fast food. Sometimes it might scratch a little bit of an itch. It might take away, you know, you might get that erection or orgasm or something. But I want people to aspire to fine dining. Uh And I tell them that, frankly, even in hookup sex, to me, nobody should be engaging in hookup sex unless they are really willing to show up with their whole heart, even then. Mm. Right? Because, Because I may get a brand new client I've never seen before. They walk in this door. 
I treat them with love. Like, I, I don't even just treat them. I feel love for them. I literally open up my heart. Um, my, my team does that too. That's how people tell us all these stories and stuff because we just, in that moment, we are here. We love them. We want what's good for them. We're not selling stuff just because we have something to sell. We are trying to figure out who are they. We're trying to see them and to meet them and to help them and to become a part of, of their love story and stuff. And so if that's the difference between just sex and, and meaning, and, and I just, I mean, the name of my book is, is Love and Laughter, Sexy, Meaningful, Fun for Everybody. Fun for everyone because that's what it is. So tell I'm, us how this came to be. It is. It's heart. It's heart centered, and that's everything here that it should be because that's the substance instead of it just being just mm-hmm. empty, empty calories and empty mm-hmm. orgasms and stuff. A transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can do that yeah. by ourselves, but that when you're with somebody, it's an exchange of love. You mm-hmm. know. But that's, I agree. But think about that. We can do that by ourselves, but even when you pleasure yourself, I argue that we need to do it with love. With love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because and we don't. Especially a lot of us will feel a little bit of shame or embarrassment about doing it, so we're mm-hmm. really just trying to get it over with or something or sneaking. Mm-hmm. But if you just really, if you just touch and you just stroke yourself and you just go, thank you, right? Whatever my body is. Thank you, arm, for doing this. Thank you, legs, for just walking me here today, right? Thank you for just functioning. Even though I only fed you sugar today, right? I didn't even nourish you properly. You still are performing for me. Thank you for allowing me this pleasure. So even with ourselves, it's again, it's just the difference between an orgasm and, and, and something that's more substantive. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. so yes, so everything here is, it's all about love. I just, I just, we, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, it makes me so silly. And my shrink once said, you know, you don't have to be a Pollyanna. But I was like, but what if I want to be? Because really I do. I think that love is the best thing and that it's the most wasted asset ever and that we need to cultivate it. And when we do, the world is better So what do your kids think of this? Well, so ironically, my son and daughter-in-law, they run the shop. Uh And Mm. so that is um, a gift that I would never have imagined, but it's just, I think, beautiful. And um, my son, my oldest son, used to tell his friends they'd get in the car when I was driving carpool, like 10 or 12 years old, he'd be like, don't ask my mom about sex because she'll tell you and I don't want to hear it. Don't bring it up. <laughs> right. But so I love that. And then um, my kids come in. Um, they they know. I can talk to them about things. They um, they just know there's a safe place. It There is a little bit of an awkwardness. We're not used to. Nobody taught me how to talk about this with anybody. So this is my journey, but especially with my kids. Um, but they also see how passionate I am about it. They see that there should be such joy and mm-hmm. beauty. And this is the way that love and relationships should be, that we should share our stories and that we, like I said, we should be talking about, okay, how hard it is. Even when you're mad at somebody, how do you reconnect? How do you still enjoy intimacy? Or how do you say no when you don't want? Or how do you ask for something new and different and risk them thinking you're weird or crazy or anything? And and all of these conversations so that we truly support what I call actually family values because we should have people that we want to stay with, that we want to love and laugh with for as long as possible. And mm-hmm. we should then help our our friends, our families, our kids find other people they want to love and laugh with and do it well. So, yeah, so my kids are kind of proud. It was a little bit awkward, but um, I think now they're pretty proud <laughs> of it. opening a sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> so did this happen from before your marriage or after your marriage? 
It was a, it was when I was getting divorced that this this that this idea came to be right oh. this place that I needed because again I I didn't have I'm a middle aged woman I even needed to find lingerie to put on and uh-huh. you know now I realize lingerie it's not about your partner right it's how we feel right. when, when I put something on that's pretty I feel pretty I feel yeah, in yeah. touch I feel like I'm treating myself well mm-hmm. and that makes me remember that I deserve to be treated well. Um, I have a power bra, and it's just got this little metal thing, triangle in the middle. I think I saw it. Is that it over there? Yes. That's super cute. Yeah, so even if nobody else sees it, when I have that on and I go to meetings or I've got something I'm nervous, I just kind of touch, and I feel a little bit like a superwoman. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Like, I am. So, What is a power bra? To me, it's just, this, like I said, it's got this little metal triangle uh-huh. right in the very cleavage. Uh-huh. And it's no more than, to me, it just looks like powerful. And then, mm-hmm. okay. it just, that's, yeah. It, but it's just like, it's like knowing that you have that Knowing underneath. that you have it on that. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And tuning into my feminine right. energy, which mm-hmm. somehow or another in, in, in our culture, especially as a lawyer, it was, I was very successful. I was very good. But it was uh, all about masculine energy right. was what was respected. Yeah. But this feminine energy, right, it's so underused. Right. And, right. and I laugh and I'll say, you know, if I wear that power bra and I wear a low-cut shirt so men can see that and I'm at a negotiating table, like, why would I not take advantage of the fact that every man across is staring at my cleavage so much that they're not necessarily thinking their best sense, right? Why is that? Why should I be ashamed of using that? sort of negotiating technique, but men can come in with their fancy suits and their big wallets and their fancy cars and their six foot seven height, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to use that to intimidate, right? right. Men will stand their up energy. and use their physical energy mm-hmm. to intimidate. Yes. But, and I'm like, so no, we need to right. get in touch with, and we need to be aware of our feminine energy, our masculine energy, and really, really be smart and brilliant at how we use them because that's where our ultimate success is. When we deny one or the other, we're not our best self any more than, you know, Michael Phelps is his best swimmer self. If you tie one hand behind his back. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Truth question. Yeah. What's your sex life like? So I um, met a guy on Bumble that I've been seeing now for two years and um, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> the first date we had coffee for two hours just down the street here at EQ in the Heights. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I want to see your shop. And I was like, okay. Oh, so wow. Came over, right. <laughs> first date? First date. He wants to see my shop. And that's that's pretty gutsy because what I found was that I actually had to tell people on my profile what I do because apparently dating somebody who's a you know love, sex, and relationship coach and talks about sex for a living like, can be a little intimidating to men. Intriguing, but intimidating. So Gary was like, I want to see your shop. He came over. And the very first date, and he lets me tell this story. So um, he bought a prostate massager. And he never knew what that was before. And lube and some underwear. And he laughs and he says, and she didn't even give me a discount. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't give every first date discounts. I had a lot of first dates, you know. But yeah. that was it. And I just knew then. Like, one, I changed his life, whether or not we ever had a second date. Because mm-hmm. prostate massagers for men are life-changing. And um, But two, the fact that he was open, that he was willing to come in here. Um, he knew my daughter-in-law was working here. And that was going to be, too. Um, and so it's pretty amazing. And he, I appreciate him because what I do is so, it's so outside the norm that it, some people really don't know what to make of it. And Gary goes out, he's a huge golfer, and he goes out with some of the most conservative, um, 
older, middle-aged, you know, men on these golf courses, and he will tell them exactly what I do, and he will tell them how proud he is of me. He will tell them yeah. all the, the the people that I help. He'll tell me what he learned in workshops. I mean, he does it with such pride and confidence, and it's such a gift to me to be to be appreciated for that, and to know that there's not an ounce of him that worries about what anybody else thinks. And um, wow, that's awesome. So I have a really good knock on wood, and he's learned a lot. I've learned a lot. It's just like in anything else. It's always easier to tell people what to do right. than to do it yourself. And so I tell them in the bedroom, I'm not my professional self. Mm-hmm. I'm me. I still got insecurities. I'm still struggling. I'm way better. I'm getting there. But it's just it takes a while. So yeah. don't yeah. expect perfection because I ain't it. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. There's a That's word again. The That's been the theme for this week. Ooh. The perfection. How it really just pulled us back from everything. Right. Well, yeah. and I tell him, like, if he was perfect, I couldn't measure up. So thank God yeah. he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it. But there is definitely, there's fear on my part, too, that here I talk about it and everything. And can you measure up? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I fail. I just do yeah. it. And I say it in sexy stuff, but it's messy. It's human. It's it emotional. Is. Yeah. And so I and just. so, so vulnerable. It's but, such yeah. a vulnerable part right. of our lives. But I really yeah. like your approach in that it's just self exploration and getting curious and having fun and, you know, yes. that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I went yeah. out with one guy who was like, oh, you know, well, love and laughter, that's, that's great. He's like, but, you know, as long as you're not laughing in the bedroom. And I looked up, I was like, uh, you have so much to learn. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, but uh, we never went probably, out again. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. Right? Because if you're not laughing in the bedroom, you're not doing anything unexpected. You're not actually exploring. You're not actually really having fun. Yeah. Well, you're not comfortable if you're yes. not laughing. You yes. Know? You, you're For definitely sure. not vulnerable. So tell us about your workshops. Um, Sierra told us about a, mm-hmm. a, what did she say? Oral. oral. Couples yes. oral. Couples oral workshop. Tell me what that is. Yes. Um, so and how does that work? Like I know. How, how, how do, do you do that? Yes. How do you, I mean, you like, <laughs> like dummies? <laughs> like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, I do have a long list of people volunteering, you know, but we don't do that. Um so there's, I do two on oral, and the, fr- the, the first one um, is how to blow his mind while loving his body, mm. and um, because that's really the way I think of it. You know, only 20, 28% of women enjoy actually giving oral pleasure to a man. Yeah. Like, I, that's ridiculous. I'm pretty shocked low. when I hang out with my girlfriends and that topic comes up and they're kind of like, oh no. And I'm like, what? Yes, it's ridiculously low, and that's terrible to me. Mm-hmm. Like again, because well, I yeah, want you, you gotta to love. learn how to do that. Because if you don't enjoy it, it's because you're not. You, I mean, the times that I've done it, and it's like it was because I really was into the guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And I so the first thing I say is like the men are the beneficiaries of the class, but really my focus is the women because the first thing I tell the women is if you don't want to be doing it, don't do it. Don't fake a blowjob any more than you fake orgasm. Mm. Like, let's literally stop faking sexy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start there. Now, yeah. my job, what I want to do is help you find ways to enjoy it for your sake. And then also, it'll be for those. But there is such pleasure in being able to give love. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I see it. And so when they learn that, and they do, I've had lesbians come to the class and say that they learn stuff. So yeah. um, because for me, again, it's all, it's all about heart. And, like this, 
getting her head in the game just like his head. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. His head. <laughs> I got it. I got it. But I'm done. Right. I'm so bad, really. yeah. No um, pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's the first one. Then the second one is the his, um, the his and her oral pleasure. And it's about how to please her. That one I say, it's really half about teaching a man how to do and techniques and things like that. But half of it is about teaching women how to receive it. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us are not good at yeah. just receiving pleasure. Yeah. Sometimes it's just as little as, oh, I'm afraid I'll make a funny face. It's as little as, oh, I might make a funny noise. Um, I don't want him to see me there. I don't know. I'm worried I won't taste good. All of these things that, that bottle up. So that class, that's why that's for couples because it's for him and her because we have to unearth what the real problem is and to get everybody feeling comfortable and glad to be doing it. Wow. So they're so much fun. I just, and I so love. So how many people, I mean, typically, what's an average attendance there? Um, so I might have anywhere from six people to 20 something. The oral, for her, I've had as many as like 35 women. Um, and it can just grow. I've had some workshops. Oh, I do want to um, say it sexy, um, make it naughty, like um, about dirty talk and had like 25 people mm. um, so different workshops just depends on the day and time and and stuff but it's a lot of fun and people are nervous about coming in and, and talking about this stuff in front mm-hmm. of everybody but within minutes it's so funny just because again this place like this cottage yeah, was so full of love even before I got yeah. here it yeah. just is comfortable and you realize you look around you, it's people that are quote normal they're professional they're they're of a certain age it's not like it's just a fringe element you know because I used to have this idea right that only only wild people you know right. talk about yeah, sexy yeah. stuff right. Uh-huh. Right. yeah but no it's it's just people just like all of us that are just interested and a yeah. little bit open-minded and you know and we're willing to blush a little bit and to giggle a little bit which is all good um and and we come together and so I've had people who have never given oral sex who have never received oral sex I've had people who are virgins um people couples who have been together oh I had a couple in their 70s who are having a sexual renaissance they both retired they're like this is the best you know um and then I have couples who are on the brink of divorce because they just things are just piling up and mm-hmm. they're struggling and they don't know how to connect again. Um, and it's one thing to start talking about all of the issues and stuff, but the problem is is that even while we're talking about issues, we need a way to connect physically and romantically and sexually. Mm-hmm. And that's what I can help them do, even in the midst of the other chaos that there is without faking it because too often they'll just fake it that doesn't that's that's not good so um yeah no faking it is never good so tell us about the book oh how'd that come about oh i can i learn from it (gasps) um so the book love and laughter sexy meaningful fun for everyone um came about i always wanted to write books i'm a bookworm i I hope this is the first of many because i must have a list of 10 more that i'm dying to do but hard hard work but this is just sort of the intro, like my story. It's it's just the things that I didn't know that I should have known. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an orgasm until after I gave birth to my first child. And wow. I didn't even know that. Now I realize how many women are out there and really don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? This 90-year-old woman had just, just realized that she wasn't quite getting there and stuff. Um, I didn't know, for example, that women's, um, um, well, 
pussies. Um, if I know there are proper terms, right? Vaginas inside, vulvas outside, penis. But um, one of my clients told me early on that his penis is what he talks to his doctor about and his cock is what he fucks with. And I like that because it made me smile and because those words make me kind of, uh, you know, giggle and, and my cheeks turn red. But there's some affection, and I just think that we should, sexy stuff should be more affectionate, not clinical. Mm -hmm. Clinical doesn't turn me on. We are different. We all have our own journey, and it, it's not, um, sex, quote, is natural, but it's just like pooping and peeing. Pooping and peeing is natural, but toilet training is learned, and the toilet training is what saves us from walking through shit all the time. Mm -hmm. So learning about sexy stuff is what elevates it to a part where it can really and just enhance our life yeah. and become more meaningful than just something that is a biological and anatomical yeah, yeah. kind of activity. And so this is my book to encourage people like here, start playing, literally yeah. start laughing and don't be afraid to just rock the boat and hand it, hand it to your partner if you want. Read it yourself, learn you're not the only one and um, give it to your partner because men don't understand the sort of shame and taboos that we feel in our yeah, insecurities yeah. and so it can help them. So that's, I love that. That's my book. Me too. Yeah. I do too. I think that a lot of times that men have a um, misperception that when women are engaging in sex that we are like the porn video, that we're that confident or that mm -hmm. open, and we're not. And I would think maybe if we could encourage the safety part, that when you feel safe, then you can be a little uncomfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And that's and it. take a risk. And yeah. take a chance. Yes. Exactly. exactly. And that's yeah. it. And and you're right about porn. And the other thing is the the flip side is that um, men think they're supposed to know everything, and they don't. Right. They really don't. And they have no idea. We have a hard time figuring out how to be a woman. I say it's hard for a woman to learn how to orgasm to give herself an orgasm. Mm -hmm. A man doesn't even have our equipment. How the heck is he supposed to know? Right. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of trial and error. And and we shouldn't hold them. Um, well, they shouldn't feel sad and bad, but that's what happens is they think, oh, if I don't know that, I'd rather I'll just hide from it. Yeah. Exactly, hide from it yes. instead. Yeah. So we just need to recognize um, that, um, and I talk about learning about sex from porn is like learning how to drive from the fast and the furious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Right, but, uh -huh. but then let's break it down further and say, okay, but kids see the fast and the furious all the time, but they don't actually think driving is like that. Because in real life, they see everybody around them driving. But we don't see people having sex. See, yes. We don't know what real sex is like. That's a that good way to put is it. Exactly yeah, I really the like problem. that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we have to start filling it in. And we should be able to do so not from that sort of raunchy, this is meaningless or trite or berating it. Right. But from a, this fills my yes. heart. This is this woman who says the secret to my happy long term marriage is that my spouse and I connect on a sexual level right. that makes everything else easier to deal with. And okay, mm -hmm. go from there. So what would you recommend to a woman, um, any of our audience, any age listening that has not had an orgasm? Oh, I have a question though, because okay. I've had a few women ask me this. Okay. How do you know if you have an orgasm? Yeah. Oh, and you I know. I know. No. That's what I say. You know but if I don't you've know. had one. Right. You don't know if, if you, you haven't. haven't. Okay. Because I, I but wonder. But that's, that's the thing is if you have to ask, then you haven't. Yes. And that's kind of what I felt. But I'm like, I'm trying to explain. Yeah. 
And then I'm kind of like, it's just hard to explain how you would know besides just being like, you would know. Yeah. And so I think um, it is a tough thing because I think everybody's orgasm experience, right? Or There are so many variety of ways that we can know. But generally, you're right. I would say that if, if you're asking a question, you, you probably haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we think of an orgasm truly like going over a peak where there's, there's this free fall, Mm-hmm. Um, that if you haven't experienced that free fall out of control feeling for more than a split second or two, then right. you're probably that's probably one of the defining ways for an mm-hmm. orgasm is that it's an out of control experience that lasts at least a couple of three seconds. Um, I think what happens um, for me um, and perhaps for others is that there was so much pleasure and there would be this moment or two, like this spark that just whatever, um, and I would think that that was orgasm. Mm-hmm. But now I realize that there's that, that phrase painfully pleasurable, there's really a lot to it because to get over that peak, you really almost go through this thing where it, the intensity is so great that it can be interpreted as, quote, pain, mm-hmm. right? Just because it's it's not like somebody poking you with a needle, it's just... There is it's kind of because you're approaching it's that, overwhelming. You're, yes, 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 and you're approaching that that loss of control. Yes, yeah. and you can feel it. Right, yes. and and that so our brain just says, "Ooh, pain." Yeah, like, you know, or stop. pull back, pull stop. back, pull yeah. exactly, yeah. and we label it. Yes, pain. yes. And so, to me, if they can learn to try to sink into that, to note it, and go, "Oh my God, I'm about this is it. This is really intense, and I'm about to lose control. What's going to happen?" Right. And sink into it. Then they might get over that that hump. Um, and that orgasm for almost every woman is going to be at least a couple of three seconds, right? So mm-hmm. if it's just that one split, half a second, a second, probably not it. So keep going. Go into that, That oh, my God, this is about don't to hurt. Don't pull back. Or don't don't right. pull mm-hmm. back. But we have to have confidence and, to do it yeah. and stuff. And, so, um, and feel safe. Mm-hmm. And feel safe. And, and with ourselves. Yeah. Right. right. The clitoris is the only organ in the entire human body, boy or girl, that is designed only for pleasure. No function whatsoever. So, because again, I work with a lot of religious people and I say, so if you believe in divine creation, God designed women for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, our clitoris isn't tucked away inside. Right. Our clitoris does not need a penis penetrating us to get pleasure. Our penis, our, you know, our pleasure is outside pleasure here button. Touch. Mm-hmm. Perfect distance for our hands to reach. Mm-hmm. Okay? These are all factors. And the, then when you take into account what orgasm does for us, orgasm is truly when it should be that we, we have to sleep well, we have to eat well, we have to exercise, and we have to orgasm. Because regular Healthy orgasm helps us fight infection like 20% better. It improves every organ in our body, makes our skin look like 10 years younger, Mm -hmm. Um, helps fight against um, depression, helps minimize pain, can help with headaches, Um, helps regulate a feminine cycle and keep your hormones going and lightens PMS and stuff, Um, and all sorts of everything. So really it is, and it's zero calories. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no there's no downside to orgasm actually. When you have a woman who is pleasured, who is happy, right? She can she can take care <laughs> of so many, right? She does. We are Do nurturing anything. Happy wife, happy life. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's exactly and, and I say that's not that oh the husband's supposed to just do everything. It's not it's just that 
that that it's it's such a renewable energy source that when mm-hmm. we are pleasured, it is magnified. It is exponential what we have to give others, mm-hmm. and yes. that's yeah. the way that you'll it get works. more from us if you give us a good orgasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if we do ourselves, we right. will give more to ourselves. We will give more to our families. We will do more. We will accomplish more, and that is inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom, in the boardroom. It mm-hmm. is. Um, it's just amazing. So when we recognize that and realize that we literally are designed for this, this is a divine gift. Mm -hmm. And if we are not appreciating it and being respectful of it, I think we are not being as respectful of the divine, the universe, God, whatever it is to you. Mm -hmm. But this is what we are and this is how we are made. And so use it and love it and treat it well. How do people find you, Beth? And how do people (laughs) find the shop? Yeah. Um, So we're darlingway.com. Um, and that's D-A-R-L-I-N-G-W-A-Y.com. And I don't know if you know, but my last name is Liebling, which is German. And it means darling or loved one in German. Oh. Okay. So that's where Darling Way came from. And uh, so we're on, it's Darling Way Boutique on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Beth Liebling on Facebook. You can find me socially as well. I'm not the musician. Um, and then I also have Beth Talks for my coaching because I do. I coach couples and individuals on anything and everything that is related to life, love, sex, intimacy, and relationships. So, oh, I lead a sexy trivia once a month mm. that is all about, because again, I want to put the brains back. I want to talk about what's interesting yeah. and, and facts and history and pop culture and stuff. So we do that on the second Wednesday of every month. Is that here? We do it at Marfrela's in River Oaks. Oh, okay. And stuff. So, um, yeah. The blue all, door. Yes, the blue door, no sign. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we do. We host private events, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, and stuff here. I love that. That's well, awesome. So bridal showers started because it wasn't about the gifts. It was that when somebody was getting married, they provided yeah information. Right. The older women right. would come together and give advice and information right. and how to love and do right. this and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I say it's it shouldn't be about just going out and getting drunk. That that you could do anytime. So come and learn and talk and help support people in loving each other because mm-hmm. um, this is what one of my clients said. She's always loved her husband. He's amazing. But after 25 years, because, because she found Darling Way, she learned to love loving her husband. And that's what it should be. We should all love to love ourselves and to love loving our partners. Thank you Thank so you. much for it's this. It's awesome. I've, I've learned so much. I've had such a good time. I love this shop. If uh, if you haven't ever been here, if you have been here, it's 3423 White Oak. It's in the Heights. It's a darling little shop. Super Are you open cute. every day? Yeah, every day. Every 11 day. to 7, Monday through Saturday, and 12 to noon on Saturday. Yeah. That's awesome. We do ship things everywhere. but uh, it's, a really, it's a really cute little store. So mm-hmm. come in, shop. Um, you know, it's a great time of year to buy something for your, your spouse or your partner. Thanks. And you can get her book, too. Yes. You can yes. Get her book. Yes. yes. Come Thank in, you. play, dress up. Thank y'all so Thank much. You. I Thank love you. We appreciate. Oh my God, that was another great episode I of loved it. Badass Women. These are everyday women doing extraordinary things, and you just heard one of them. So don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications. Yes, and thanks for listening.